0: On solar panels we have all these different devices that are monitoring different things about the solar panel itself determining how healthy that solar panel really is but sometimes all of that data is just data and it is really difficult to really diagnose what's actually happening on the solar panel and that's where on-site technologies come in because sometimes it's just better to see it. They have a little robot that goes around the entire solar farm and is able to take thermal images and pictures of these solar panels to see, you know, what's exactly going on. And it's like having your own remote technician that is constantly there on site. Pretty incredible, right? Well, there is so much more that this robot does. So make sure you check out this entire interview with the CEO of On-Site Technologies, Derek Chase, because he goes in depth to tell you why every solar farm needs this robot. You are here for another dose of climate positivity on the Green Business Impact Podcast. Here we highlight the amazing work of green businesses from around the world that are fighting against climate change. If you are ready to be inspired to take action, ready to hear some amazing examples of how we are working to fight the climate crisis, then stay tuned because this week's episode will be the perfect hit of climate positivity. Derek, do you mind just telling us a little bit about your company, Onsite Technologies, and what you guys do?
1: Yeah, Onsite Technology, it's a robotic inspection tool used for utility solar plants, and you're able to basically operate it from anywhere in the world, let it cruise around some of these really large solar farms and gather an immense amount of data about the solar panels and how they're operating and the site in general other electrical equipment on site as well it has a thermal image camera and a 4k 100x optical zoom camera on it as well and we're continuing to add more sensors to gather more data and the idea is basically these farms are hundreds of acres big And there's really no viable option now to gather the really detailed information you need to understand if something detrimental or catastrophic is going to happen on site. Definitely.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. And so you guys have a little robot that goes around in each of the rows and goes up and down, right? Yeah, basically
1: it's a Roomba for really large solar farms. Uh, and it has a camera on it and other sensors and they gather data and allow us to better operate these really large solar farms, which can range into like billions of dollars of assets. Definitely.
0: On an average solar farm, how long does it take that your robot to go and do its rounds? Does it do multiple times a day or is it vary just depending on the size?
1: yeah we're riding a variety of technologies in terms of the battery capacity how fast you can charge is obviously a big deal and anybody who's dabbled in the electrical vehicle market understands the challenges there so it has an inductive charger that it docks up to and we're thinking it's probably four hours on four hours off cycles so you should be able to get 12 hours of like basically the robot working and gathering data per day And we think that adds up to around between 30 and 50 megawatts a month of really detailed inspection.
0: Nice. Very cool. And so how does that compare to what they would have to do otherwise? So instead of sending a team out there versus using
1: this. Number one, we just finished up a demo in Arizona Mm -hmm. where it was, it was like 110 degrees outside. And so to have somebody go walk around 110 degree weather and take pictures and document things is really difficult, let alone your electronics won't even stay on. Oftentimes your phone will turn off and you can't gather the data or take pictures. So it's really avoiding putting people in the field unnecessarily and gathering a bunch of data before you have to send them out there. So when they do go out there, it's really cost efficient and it doesn't put them in
0: dangerous situations. Definitely. What temperature does the robot do good at being able to operate? Does it have a maximum temperature or is it able to go with the
1: environment it's been on site and tested in areas like i think it's in modesto for a while up in the sacramento mm-hmm. area for over the past year it's been in the field and done very well it's our test robot and it's handled the, the temperatures really well like the camera is outdoor rated it's just it's like a really sophisticated security camera that's outdoor rating. So they're made to work in extreme temperatures and the battery is shaded by our power shell. And so it seems to operate fine so far. We're really going to do our inspections in the morning and in the evening when the modules are tilted and then easier to inspect. So we can also inspect at different times of the day so it doesn't get big by the heat too much, which typically work days are somebody's going to go work. They're going to work during the daytime hours and that's typically when it's hot. Definitely.
0: And so what are the the biggest sellers of the types of data that you're able to
1: gather from the robots yeah so it has a thermal image camera on and that allows us to look at the solar panels and if the solar panels aren't working as good as they should be or there's an issue with them they'll actually show it through the resistance builds up and it gets really hot they call them hot spots in the solar industry so the camera can see those hot spots and we can start to see if there's an issue with one panel all the panels typically came from the same manufacturer at the same time so we can start to see if there's a trend over time is there anything we can do about it do we need to replace the panel and we we'll gather a lot of this information to figure out what actions do we take next or maybe all the panels are good and we actually feel really good about the site and actually increases the value of it and takes away some of the uncertainty i think that data is valuable either whether it's good or bad And we're able to look at the solar panels, the junction boxes on the back of the solar panels, where all the wires are connected. That's like a spot that there's been some failures. Also the connectors where the modules, actually the solar panels are all connected together, those are a failure point as well. And we're able to see all of those from the back of the panel with the robot. Definitely. And how does this compare to, because you have an
0: actual robot there, being able to check out these things compared to like on the unit sensors, sensors that are just there to make sure everything is functioning correctly, but compare that
1: to your robot was able to do even more, right? Yeah. We're able to give a very real time visual perspective of what's going on at the site and I think that's pretty valuable. Everything else is just like sensors where they gather data, but it's a lot of numbers, it's tough to sort through. And sometimes I was the, the analogy that I always was using, you had a house or an apartment, you were renting it out to somebody and you just looked at the utility bills and gathered the rent checks and you did that over a period of five years you think hey everything's fine at this house here based on the data i'm receiving but then you actually go look at it and it can be completely destroyed your assets now worth half the value they got to make all these repairs so i think there's something pretty valuable about the ability to just see what's going on out there and see the condition of things whether that's rust or hotspots or some of these like physical issues that can happen on the site.
0: Totally. And how does the robot, when it's doing its rounds, does it give a notification to the developer to let them know, Hey, this looks like an issue, like you should look at this or how does
1: that go? Yeah. So right now the operator can do two modes. Basically there's like a mode where it will just automatically cruise around and take pictures of things, And then all of those pictures and images gathered, go through our machine learning program. And this is really the value behind the robot is the visual machine learning technology we've developed. This allows all these pictures to be analyzed. And then basically it says, hey, there's this is a good picture or has good things in it or as expected. And or this is a bad picture, and this has hot spots or defects that we've identified. And as we continue to sort those, the machine learning program gets smarter and smarter and can start to identify. The issues it will geotag those issues so it'll let you know where they're at the time of day that the picture was taken etc all the other metadata that comes with it and that can go into a report and send to the operator on a daily basis from a general inspection the other way is the operator can actually drive the robot around and reuse that xbox controller for this it's got like basically zero latency it's really impressive it feels like you're like literally at the site you can zoom in on things So maybe a high-level engineer, if there's some issue they want to take a look at, they can just put themselves on site virtually and do this inspection. And with that, we have an easy-click report button. To where if they do find something, they click report, gathers all the metadata, and stores all that for them to look at it later. Wow, that's
0: that's really incredible, and just making it so much easier to sort through that all that data that comes in, and then also to be able to like say like you went and did a repair, and then you're coming back later and saying, okay, instead of having to go out there and constantly check, is it still working fine? You can just use the robot and go specifically go to that site and say, this is
1: where we fixed it. Oh, it looks fine or whatever. Yeah, one of the use case we actually found during our last demo in Arizona was somebody's working on a piece of like really technical equipment, like some of these really big inverters, it's a megawatt. And you can actually have the technical expert in the phone, in the robot, you can add some speaker and a microphone so you can talk to it. And so nice. the person on the other end can zoom in and really feel like they're there and give the a technician on site, a lot of sound advice on how to complete the repair and make sure everything's working appropriately. So it really brings the office that into the field to help out on some complex issues. That's awesome. That is
0: really great. Especially when, if it's really hot outside and your phone dies and you can't use it and all that kind of stuff. So that's really good too. Wow. That's awesome. And so, what is your mission with on site technologies? Yeah, really,
1: the holy grail is 100% automation and a variety of different sites to where you could just drop it off and it goes into Roomba mode, basically, which is pretty tough when you consider all the different like site conditions that can be out there's one big like self driving operating component, how do you control the camera, etc. And then the other one is really great machine learning back end to that, that can analyze all the features predict- and produce the report. So that's really what we're striving to. We believe that once we get there, there's a variety of other use cases beyond just solar plants that we can apply this to, because we're in a lot of interesting places at that time, whether it's electric vehicle, with machine learning, with autonomous drive. So we'll continue to look for different use cases there, but we've got long ways to go to make sure we tap out the utility solar market first.
0: So how would you apply this to the EV market?
1: No, just in terms of our robot is an electric vehicle, right? So it's oh, battery gotcha. powered. So once we can inductively charge it, control it, drive it around, what other use cases can that can there be? Is there like agricultural uses? Seems to be like a pretty close relationship with some of the solar farms that we're doing. So whether that's inspecting for is the are the vegetables ripe or are there weeds or different things, that's a pretty big market as well. It'll take us a while to really crack the code on all of the different types of utilities and different use cases. Our test clients have been working with, they're throwing all kinds of different use cases to us right now. So we seem to have a lot of different targets to go after and a lot of value to create, but beyond that, we think the problems we're solving today can be applied to some, a lot of other industries in the future. Yeah, I
0: got you now. That's very cool. you got to manipulate your algorithm and things, but you still got the base background of the machine learning type of idea, what you're analyzing it, and those kind of things, you'd have to re-learn different aspects of different pictures to apply to different categories of whichever new market you're going into, but it's definitely very cool. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's all exciting technology, whether it's teleoperations, operations which is really interesting, just controlling something from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's so much fun. I just uh my son drives the robot around and can do infections he's seven years old he can do it from our house so it's really getting people in the market to understand the technology that's really available and how to use it that's really been the challenge because not everybody's used to those capabilities so you've got a few hurdles there Hey, not only can there be a robot on site but you can actually drive it and manipulate it in real time and then not only that The data can be gathered and gone through a machine learning program. These are like a few steps ahead from where the industry is today. A lot of it's just like educating the market and making sure that they understand how it all works and then how it applies and then how that's really valuable to them. So there's a
0: few steps to get in that. Yeah, but there's a lot of potential there. That is really cool. And uh, what is like the return on investment for a solar developer who is going to apply this? On-site technology with the robot and everything, what is their return on investment and how quickly can they expect that?
1: Yeah. So number one, if you buy the robot with a new utility sold aside, it qualifies for the federal tax credit, you can get up to 20% off on the asset plus accelerated depreciation it's an asset and it goes on your balance sheet so it shouldn't really be negative cash flow or hard to achieve an roi as soon as you start saving on some of the truck rolls or your ability to prevent more new hiring there's a few different P&Ls we're going after one of the P&Ls is just the overall cost to manage a solar site you have a 50 megawatt solar site and because we put a rope on it it's now cheaper to operate that site and less risky that site's now worth more money so we're improving the Value of the assets, they're reducing the operating costs, and then the companies themselves that operate those assets, operations and maintenance companies. If you're able to reduce their operating costs, they're having less personnel or less truck rolls or better data and limiting power loss, then you're also improving the value of those operations to maintenance companies. So we think everybody's winning in the supply chain. It makes sense. You put it on your balance sheet. It's an asset. The goal is really, I think the ROI would be less than 12 bucks. And we have a variety of different ways that the customers can purchase it, whether that's buy it or lease it or rent it for a particular task, etc. should be a win and a no-brainer all around. Definitely.
0: Sounds like it. And what do you foresee as being like the biggest challenge for you helping develop- developers understand that this is a valuable, and how do you look to overcome those kind of challenges about knowledge and
1: understanding? not sure if I'm going to be able to convince anybody. And there's a lot of noise in general in the news and the market today. That it's to get people's attention to maybe look forward. But we have found a few really forward looking companies and that I've been impressed with in terms of their willingness to invest in innovation and get on the front end of it. So I think it'll be painstakingly obvious, maybe too late for some folks that adopt it because at a certain point, we won't be able to just produce these for everybody all at once. So I think the early movers get a lot of advantages of building out the technology specifically for their needs. And so we're trying to show the value in that. Some of it will just be sure they won't be able to get the people that they need. The sites won't be able to be inspected. I think some of it will just be the sheer market demands and evolution of the problem that will drive the adoption. So that may take a little bit longer for some folks to actually feel the pain before they have to make the move. And I think some of those early innovators that jump on board early and craft the product for themselves, will be able to see some huge savings.
0: Definitely for sure. And what are your goals for onsite technologies for the rest of 2022?
1: Right now. We're finishing up the autonomous driving, finishing up the machine learning. This is constantly in development and super deep wells. We've got a really smart team and our EAP, John Shepard who's our CTO and heads up our team, Let's a few engineers are out of the Davis area and they've, they've had some success with, with robotics in the past. So we're just trusting them on doing their thing and continuing to support them. they made tremendous progress in the short time we've been going. So definitely finish up on those technologies. We've got a variety of different really large partners that we're looking to select one to really go to market with and deploy a lot more units to start gathering data faster. Just keep things moving forward and find some really strong partners early on. We don't wanna get caught in operating a really overwhelming operating company and an R and D company. We want to finish up our R and D while working through some strategic partners early on.
0: Definitely. And who would be the perfect strategic partner for you? So we've got a
1: couple we're talking to right now. So we're going to see who comes to the table first, but basically it's somebody who owns or manages solar sites to where we can deploy the technology to. But what's really more important is like an engaged group that gives us feedback to help us mold the product and then share with us some of their financials so we can have really good use cases on how we can improve their profitability and we think ultimately that's what's going to move the needle for yeah
0: for sure If they can see okay i do this and this is the outcome i receive, they can definitely make that correlation very easily and what about more of a general public on how can they support your efforts And what would you suggest that just anybody who's interested in this kind of stuff, what would you suggest they might be able to do?
1: Yeah, I think we're building like a, it's just a really fun project and we're welcoming. I've been really open with our goals and our technology and how we're using it. So everybody's really welcome to follow along the journey. We post a lot of cool stuff on our LinkedIn site and we're going to continue to build out the YouTube side of things. But I think machine learning is just so interesting. Just the black magic behind it and how it's going to evolve over these next five years. I think it's going to really make a huge impact. I've had so much fun learning about it over the past year. from My team and the capabilities have been really impressive. I think wherever you can find a company that's utilizing that technology, it's really interesting. And we're really open. We've got some partners with Micron Technology who help us out. We've got a really impressive board we've put together. It's a really smart team, really impressive board. And we're bringing a lot of people along for the ride. So we'll see how it goes
0: definitely and what is one tip that you would give to another green business entrepreneur out there who's looking to grow their business, what would you suggest for them to do? You asked a good
1: question. You've got to make sure you're solving a problem by bringing value to the situation. There is an ROI for the product, there's a big enough market, else hasn't done it before. We were able to join an accelerator program that was really helpful for us that helped me build a network and get things off the ground, be a part of the community early on. So yeah, there's some really interesting startups in the space. Coming around, and you're starting to see all these new technologies being used. Whether energy storage is a huge place right now, and energy management, a lot of software, energy management company, a lot of ESG. Kind of stuff out there. So, yeah, great time to get in there. A lot of different new technologies to play with to solve problems. So, I think there's not a small list of problems to solve.
0: Oh, definitely not. And uh, what is one way if somebody is interested in reaching out to partner with you or interested in just learning more, how can they reach out? Yeah, I think
1: a lot of the stuff we're doing is through LinkedIn right now. I think we're a B2B company. That's an awesome B2B marketplace. I've really enjoyed participating on there and watching some of the other companies on the fan. Of. Definitely reach out, follow us there, and send me a message. And and love to and see how we can work together. Yeah, definitely. And
0: I know you mentioned you were into learning about machine learning right now. What is somewhere else that you're into learning and learning about currently?
1: Yeah, I think, well, obviously like LiDAR technology, autonomous drive, UGVs in general are really interesting on where they're gonna go. Capabilities when you start combining all these things together are really interesting. Teleoperation. If you've played Oculus, have you done Oculus? Before? I have, yes. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're playing ping pong in real time with somebody across the world. It feels like that. It's that same experience when you're teleoperating a piece of equipment. You're going to start putting those things together. I saw some link online today where somebody was in an Oculus controlling a robot somewhere else. I think that's going to be a big deal here is people controlling things from somewhere else and virtually being able to be there so all those technologies are super interesting to me and we're incorporating all of them so hopefully we can ride that wave to something impressive yeah definitely and fun. make an
0: impact on the world thank you so much for coming today on onto the show it's been really awesome having you I'm really excited about seeing on-site technologies grow you guys are headed in the right direction and really going to make an impact on solar developers so I think it's really awesome what you're doing
1: yeah thanks so much for having me you got a great show here I love the impact you're making on educating people about different companies and technologies and all the effort you put into this so yeah i really appreciate your. thank you derek thank you so much
0: and if you enjoy this interview with derek talking all about their machine learning technology and the awesome little robot that goes around on these solar farm sites then i invite you to check out this interview with sunify they are using their own machine learning technology and putting that into a decentralized system so that you can possibly get your own little piece of the sun through Sunify. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Green Business Impact Podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing your weekly dose of climate positivity. In a world that constantly inundates you with the negative things happening, it can be great to take a break and hear some great things happening in the world. Make sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app to stay up to date with the latest and best interviews of the top minds in the green industries if you are interested in taking your green business to the next level, consider checking out our Business Creativity Mastermind linked in the show notes below to harness the power of creativity and innovation to 10x your business. Thanks again, and we can't wait to see you back here next time for another hit of Climate Positivity.